0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the She's My Sister podcast. Send me. Send me. Madeline, why don't you go ahead and start out by telling us a little bit about your nutritional background?
1: I have my bachelor's degree in food science and nutrition with a dietetic specialization, and I am also a NASM... Uh, certified personal trainer, so that comes with some nutrition training and just from years of my own experimenting and coaching people with their nutrition goals and nutrition counseling. So what
0: would you say pulled you towards that towards that education path? Why is that why is nutrition something that's interesting for you?
1: Well, I've always been interested in like healthy eating and learning what's better. And um, when we were growing up, I do feel like we ate a really fairly healthy diet. I mean, we always ate at home. And I always enjoyed food. I've always I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of a foodie. I feel like we all are. Uh, In when I was going to community college, I still didn't know what I wanted to do yet. And I remember taking nutrition 101 just as a prerequisite or it was one of the choices. I can't remember what other choice you could take, but that's what I decided to take. And I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was super fascinating. And so that was when I decided that I was going to pursue nutrition rather than nursing. Very cool. Mm -hmm. What
0: are some common misconceptions or maybe just plain bad advice that you hear um, people give surrounding nutrition and food?
1: So the internet, um, social media apps in particular have the worst nutrition advice ever. And it's just ridiculous. Sometimes the stuff I see, um, I feel like some of them are starting to get better because people are, I don't know, starting to crack down on how bad the misinformation is. Um, but like TikTok, for example, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff I see on there. Like there's these girls who like teenagers and they're like, Oh, full day of eating. And they show what they eat in a day. And it's like, nothing and what they are eating it's like um like i saw one where it was like oh fill up on coffee because then you won't want to eat for the for lots of hours and then oh. just have this little tiny salad and it's kind of crazy to see that because i feel like places like instagram that's kind of really i haven't seen stuff like that for a really long time so now that i'm seeing this newer app with a lot of younger people on it mm-hmm. that's really prevalent and then like facebook You always, like, I don't have Facebook, but I know that they always have those ads. The same as, like, when you're just browsing the internet that are like, stop eating these five foods to lose belly fat. Oh, right. And it's frustrating because it'll Mm -hmm. show, like, a picture of a banana or something. And um, there is no food, there is no particular food that's going to make you gain belly fat. There's no particular food that you can start eating that will make you lose belly fat because nothing is going to spot reduce you. You cannot spot reduce. It's... That's not how it works. There's there's no workout and there's no diet that is going to make you lose specifically belly fat or underarm fat. So if you see anything like that, that is a red flag. When you start to lose I do
2: see that quite a bit. I've seen workouts um on Pinterest too. I've seen them oh. everywhere where I'll have targeted ads saying that it'll um yeah, reduce belly fat or arm fat or whatever. There's a lot of them out there like Pinterest that. Pinterest
1: has a lot of misinformation too, definitely. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest things is you cannot just pick and choose where you're going to lose fat from when you start losing fat, it's going to be from wherever your body decides to pull from. And that's based on your genetics. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. (laughs) Um, And then like with working out, people will say, Oh, do this arm workout for underarm fat. Well, no, that's not how it works. You might gain muscle in that area if you're lifting weights or doing some sort of resistance training, but you're not going to be losing fat particularly from that spot because of that workout. And um, even like ab workouts, uh, just because you're working out your abs doesn't mean that's going to make your belly fat go away from that area. It'll make you build your abdominal muscles, but it's not going to make you shed fat from your abdomen <laughs> so right
2: I, so when you lose the fat you'll add your abdominals will show at least but you gotta lose the right pressure. yeah
1: exactly and so I think that's a huge misconception that you see commonly online mm-hmm. it's great that people can
2: have access to so much information as for nutrition and stuff but with that there's a lot of information that's incorrect so it's kind of what was that double edged sword i guess it's good bad. yeah
1: exactly and the other thing is is that when you go online looking for nutrition advice or workout advice there are people who feel that their way of doing things is like the only way of doing things and so they will make false claims and they'll say this is the only way to do this and they kind of just get really intense with it's like almost like their like religion like oh right. i am you know, this specific diet, and this is the only way that you can do these things. And that's just not true. Um, Right. Any form of diet, whether it's intermittent fasting, keto, vegan, whatever, paleo, whatever it is, it's just a method of if you're trying to lose weight, getting you into a caloric deficit. And if you're trying to gain weight, putting yourself into a caloric surplus, or if you're trying to maintain keeping your calories, um, equal as calories in calories out equal. So, Mm -hmm. um, people think that these diets are specifically better one or the other when trying to like lose weight, say, but what it really comes down to is what is going to work for each individual person because nutrition needs to be, um, whatever way you're eating needs to be focused on that individual person. Because if someone hates high fat foods, like um, avocado and um, mm. <laughs> well, if someone were to not <laughs> like those kinds of foods, right, and nuts and things, then a high fat diet's not going to work for them. If someone loves breakfast, intermittent fasting probably isn't going to be the best diet for them. Not for me.
2: <laughs> nope, not and for me. the
1: biggest thing when it comes to diets is it needs to be sub- sustainable for you. It needs to be something that you can make a lifestyle change. And so for that reason. I don't really like diets that have, you know, these really specific restrictive guidelines. Um, I don't like putting out food groups. I think that that's unnecessary and mm-hmm. it's restrictive and no one is going to be able to sustain that forever if they are, you know, going to social outings and going out to eat and Honestly, wanting to like really enjoy their food. (laughs) I totally understand if you are in a situation where you need to be dieting for health reasons. um, That's different. But if you're just trying to drop a couple of pounds, don't start going crazy and dropping out all these food groups and restricting because what's gonna happen is you may lose a few pounds. You're going to be like, okay, I lost some weight. I'm gonna go back to eating the way I used to. And then you're gonna gain a bunch of weight back because you're gonna mm-hmm. wanna binge on those foods that you restricted from yourself. So I. Well, what, I guess, what would you recommend um,
0: people, like if they're gonna focus on something, what is one aspect they could try and change?
1: Um, Honestly, I would recommend just trying to incorporate more whole foods into your diet. So um, trying to eat more foods in the the way that they originally were. So like a potato, (laughs) eat the potato.
0: Um, but, like, do we cook it first or we just eat this straight potato? No, no, no. You cook your potatoes. <laughs> Always cook
1: your potatoes. But, like, boil when... them, cook them, stick them in a stew. This is just a <laughs> yes, very, this is just a very <laughs> general example. But, like, instead of eating potato chips, eating an actual potato. Or instead of eating right. um, a prepackaged um, granola bar, eat oatmeal. Or um, fruits, like... Don't do fruit snacks, do actual fruit, vegetables, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to eat them in their whole state and, uh, or things like, you know, if you're eating chicken, try and have like organic chicken breast instead of frozen breaded chicken. You see what I'm saying? So like
0: dino nuggets should not be my (laughs) go-to.
1: I mean, every once in a while, there's nothing wrong with some dino Mm -hmm. nuggets, but just trying to (laughs) incorporate more whole foods into your diet, um. So, lean meats, fruits, vegetables. Do you say, like, make
2: things, make things yourself from scratch? Yeah, I mean... So, like, maybe, like, the cookies that I made from scratch.
1: <laughs> I did put it all together myself. It is about <laughs>
0: balance, Amy. It's so, totally yeah, about...
1: All
2: things in moderation. Exactly, and
1: that's what I tell everyone, is, like, it needs to be something that... Like, you don't want to be miserable all the time. That's not how... That's not a way to live your life. Like, you need to have the things that you love. And I eat dessert most nights, honestly. I love sweets. I have a sweet tooth and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) grandpa for that. So like just trying to stay a little bit away from the packaged stuff. I'm not saying you can't Mm -hmm. have it, but I like the 80-20 rule. So 80% food coming from whole sources and then 20% of your food coming from fun packaged processed Mm -hmm. foods because there's nothing wrong with a little bit of that and then another big thing is making sure you're getting your water in so many people are dehydrated i remember one of the things Mm -hmm. i learned in nutrition 101 was basically i was dehydrated all the time for at the time like especially like high school and my first couple years of college i like never wanted to carry a water bottle around with me and i and i didn't want to have to go pee all the time because (laughs) That was really inconvenient, yeah, but honestly, like you should, as a teacher, tell me about it. Yeah, but <laughs> it's so important to be hydrated, and your urine should be close to clear. Um, and I remember, Do you
0: ever get this like weird sense of pride when it's almost clear? Whenever I yeah. I'm like, oh,
2: yes, go me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I remember in fifth grade, our PE teacher held up a like water bottle or like a gallon of water, and he was like, if you can get it the closest to this, that's the best. And I've never forgotten that example when I was, like, 11. And it's, like, stuck with me, it like, try to get it, like the PE teacher said. Um, but I totally understand that. And, Katie, I get it, it's not nearly as bad as it is for you as a kindergarten teacher. But as a substitute teacher, when you don't know where the bathrooms are <laughs> and
1: you have to pee in between classes, it's so frustrating. Yeah, I remember in uh... – Uh, in college I took a I can't remember what it was a chemistry class and for some reason we like had to pee in a bottle for something and everyone had to bring their pee in and everyone's pee was sitting on the desk like in a glass (laughs) or whatever it sounds really nasty but anyways I just remember I remember looking around at everyone's pee and it was like so many of them looked like apple juice I was oh no seriously and then like (laughs) mine was like clear. So I'm like, Oh, my gosh, these people are so dehydrated, and they probably don't even know it. Um So yeah, it's, that's a really good place to start is just look at that and see, you know, if you need to be drinking more water. And um, a lot of the time, so, so something I would definitely recommend is as soon as you wake up, Drink a big glass of water because you've gone all night without any water. You're dehydrated. It's going to make you feel more awake and better as soon as you wake up. And also, if you're trying to, you know, eat a little bit less, you might just be thirsty and mistake that for being really hungry. And drinking that water is going to kind of give you something to fill you up right away. I'm not saying don't eat breakfast, but I am saying start your day first thing with a big glass of water. It's very important and then all day long just carry something with you that you're actually going to drink out of like i find when i have a tumbler like with a straw i drink way more water just because it's so easy it's right there and i just like that's how lazy we i can notice be the same thing yeah the exact
0: same thing i really convenient. Yeah, like if you
1: have to screw the lid off and it's a big like a wide gap bottle and it's going to spill on you if you're in traffic or whatever don't use that use something you're actually going to drink out of and also like teeny tiny water bottles i hate because I just have to fill them up constantly and I'm not going to be able to do that most likely. So big, like I have the big Starbucks uh, tumbler that is really nice to have. Um, So something like that, that you're actually going to use. I love that thing. I think
0: that uh, it's helpful too, that when it's such a large um, water container, because then it's easier to keep track of how many you've had. Whereas if you're just refilling mm-hmm. a typical size water bottle, it's like I lose track. But it's like, okay, I've got – I my goal is to finish three of these today or whatever. Um, it's easier to remember that, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. I honestly, like, I've gotten to the point where I have my water with me 24-7. Like, mm-hmm. I even have one on my bedstand because throughout the night I, like, <laughs> feel like if I get up to use the bathroom, I'm always going to drink some water afterwards. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's – Hey, I have a water bottle on my nightstand too. Yeah, it's like <laughs> super important. And uh, I
0: used to, but I have a bad cat that likes to knock them over, so I can't do that
1: anymore. You have a what? A bad
0: cat that likes to knock over water glasses and water oh. bottles and stuff
2: at night. Mine is knocking down pictures recently, so <laughs> I think he's mad that we're home all the time.
0: I found I agree, Madeline, with the whole um, making sure you're hydrated. Like on days, I, I always try to drink more water, but on days when I'm like, okay, I'm going on a longer run today, I make an extra effort to drink more water. And it makes a a noticeable difference, I think, like just in my performance and how I feel.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and you want to know something crazy. So when I was younger, like in high school, the times when I was very dehydrated, I never would sweat very much. Like, I'd be working out crazy. And I wouldn't be sweating that much now. Like I sweat a lot, because I think I'm honestly that hydrated that Oh. I actually have enough water in my body to sweat, which is an important thing to sweat. Right. <laughs> um, help, me. Yeah, but that's like, that really just shows you right there. Like, it's crazy how much difference. And you, it, it's great for your skin and does help you um, have healthy bowel movements. <laughs> um, <laughs> being a nutrition major, we talked about <laughs> so much, like, you wouldn't believe it, but <laughs> Um, that kind of leads me into fiber. And that's also an extremely important thing to um, keep in mind. Most Americans are not getting anywhere near the fiber that they need. Um, and it's really important for being regular. And, um, it can also be a big thing when it comes to weight loss, because if you're eating enough fiber, it's going to keep you fuller way longer.
0: Um, Um. it, so what are some good, easy sources of fiber? I think that a lot of time when people are like, "Oh, I gotta eat more fiber, their first thought is like, "Oh, I've gotta eat bran cereal or something when that's just not true. Yeah, what are some easy and good sources of that?
1: Um, so beans, I think that's one that most people think of right away. Almonds, uh, avocado, raspberries actually, green peas and kiwi are all foods that have fiber, so it's a really good way to feel full longer and it's just really good for your digestion so yeah keep that in mind as well um while we're talking about fiber keeping you full longer i want to talk a little bit about caloric density so um this is talking about how much space basically food is going to take up in your stomach for the amount of calories that it contains so to make that make sense um if you think about your stomach and 500 calories worth of oil in your stomach is going to hardly take up any space in your stomach, making you feel hungry still. Um, so same thing with like cheese, 500 calories worth of cheese is going to mm. hardly mm. take up any space in your stomach. But then if you think of I love 500 calories worth of fruits and vegetables is going to fill your stomach full. Mm. And right. so you're going to feel full without eating as many calories. So I'm not telling you only eat fruits and vegetables. Cheese is delicious. I'm not saying don't eat cheese. But if you are trying to, if you say you are trying to um, cut back a little bit and you're hungry all the time, eat your vegetables because that's going to really fill you up, make you not feel miserable all the time. Like you don't want to be hungry all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's a big way to uh, fill up but not have as many calories so that you can enjoy those great things that you love without overeating, um, without being in a caloric surplus. Right. So, I think sometimes
0: when I'm making more of an effort to eat um, more whole foods and fruits and vegetables, and I'm trying to stay away from more prepackaged foods, I realize I'm not actually hungry a lot of the time that I'm eating those foods. I'm eating them because they're convenient and maybe they're bored, maybe I'm bored, I don't know. But as soon as I'm like, okay, like I should just go eat, a, eat some, um, you know, carrot sticks and celery or have some apple slices, then I realize, wait a minute, I'm not actually hungry enough that I
2: want that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the time I think we just kind of mm-hmm. want a snack. Right, it makes you more mindful of it. Um,
2: even if I'm not trying to lose weight or um, and even if I'm not eating like really super unhealthy, but if I have been doing maybe a little more of the prepackaged foods and things like that, if I switch and I start trying to do more fruits and vegetables and whole foods, I notice that I just feel a lot better, too. Even if I'm not necessarily losing weight, mm-hmm. I just feel a lot better. Energy. Um, yeah, I have better energy. My stomach feels better. Like Everything just feels like I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think it's important with that, to. Again, you were saying how um, we can be lazy and you know, like making, putting your water in a tumbler or something that's easy to get to. Um, Same thing with like fruits and vegetables. If I like clean and wash all the fruits and vegetables and I have them pre-cut and ready to go in like little containers in my fridge, I am so much more likely I will grab it and I will totally eat it. But when I have to think like, oh, I need to wash it and cut it when it's, I mean, I'm in quarantine. What else am I going to do? I've got the time, but I'm probably not going to like, yeah, no, I, totally if I just take that. Like one day, like like on Monday or whatever, after you go grocery shopping and prep all the fruits and veggies, I will be way more likely to actually eat them
1: throughout the week. Oh yeah. And it's funny because like, like you said, it's really not that much work, but for some reason, like, especially when you're tired, you build it up and you're like, I really don't want to do that. Especially if there's like a dish, a uh, sink full of dishes and you're like, I'm going to have to do the dishes in order to do dinner, and I really don't want to, so I'm going to go pick up fast food on the way home instead. And that's, like, where that saying, where it's, like, fail to
0: plan, plan to fail. Yes, fail fail
1: to plan, plan to fail. So it's, like, um, so important to think ahead of time, and that's why meal planning is a great thing to do if you're not going to. If you know you're not going to do it right before, do it ahead of time, because that's going to definitely help you. I have friends that will do like meal prepping and they'll just make like a whole bunch of food on like,
0: let's say Saturday afternoon. And then they'll pre-portion it out for the week, mm-hmm. which is great that it works for them. But I get really tired of eating the exact same food like that all week. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, that is not something that would necessarily work for me because I'd probably get bored of it and then I'd go order Panda Express or something. So for me, it <laughs> helps to meal plan and have something different and then I'll have like leftovers the next day or something for lunch. But, um, have something different for dinner, ready to go.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so if you are going to eat out, like if you're going out for like your graduation or, um, a birthday or a special occasion, like just eat what you want, honestly, like don't feel like every single time you go out to eat, you have to pick the, you know, salmon or whatever, like eat what you want if it's a special occasion. But if you're going out to eat multiple times a week, like it's a very common thing that you're doing. Um, definitely go for grilled rather than fried steamed rather than battered um baked or roasted broiled um sauteed rather than like breaded crispy creamy type cheesy stuff um now i'm just getting (laughs) sorry but like i definitely don't think that you could (laughs) grilled crispy creamy (laughs) and don't those ones sound so much better like the yummy stuff but the
0: thing well although like broiled sauteed like all of that sounds good too i think i'm just hungry true yeah
1: yeah we're gonna work up an appetite for dinner when you're at your drinks so ordering low or no calorie beverages or just water can cut down on a lot of calories and this is a big one don't be afraid to ask your waiter for specifics like no butter on your potatoes or extra veggies or grilling your meal because um I know a lot of people dressing on the side yeah and I know a lot of people don't want to be that person like I totally get it I hate asking but there are times when it's like this is so unnecessary that they're submerging my broccoli and butter you know it like takes away completely right. from what you're trying to do so don't be afraid to ask for that especially if you have dietary Katie you can speak to this if you have dietary yes. needs and restrictions Do not be afraid to ask for that because it's not fair that you should have to feel sick after a meal because you didn't want to ask the waiter for something specific. And I know it's embarrassing and feels weird, but like, that's important. And, you know, well, and it used to bother me a lot more. Um, I think I used
0: to feel more awkward about it. But to be honest, it's more, I, it's not a big deal. And it's not like I was working in fine dining. I used to work at Pizza Hut, but. It was actually fairly not that uncommon that people would ask me questions about ingredients. And uh, it's not like I had all the ingredients memorized, but you can go find the package or the box and read off of it. It's not like it put me out or it was difficult for me to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's not a big deal, but also like there's nothing to be embarrassed. I, I understand why people feel uncomfortable because I felt that way too, but it's really not a big deal. Well, and
1: that's why I like. This nothing makes me more angry than I've seen people like waitresses and waiters and people who work in the food industry. They'll be like, oh, yeah, this skinny girl came up to me and ordered a diet. And since she looked that way, I was like, I'm giving you regular. Okay, there are so many reasons why that is wrong. I've heard this multiple times, by the way, but that is so wrong because someone could be diabetic and not give themselves the right amount of insulin because you told them you were giving them diet and you actually gave them regular which is a huge difference Um, so that could actually have severe harms on someone's health besides the fact that is not your choice what someone eats or drinks and you should not judge anyone by the way that they look that kind of goes back to our you shouldn't care you shouldn't but there there are people who do care and they think that you know, they have, or, or people will say, yeah, this person ordered a burger and a diet Coke as, and they laugh about it. And it's like, who cares if they're doing that, that is their choice. And by them ordering a diet Mm -hmm. Coke, they are saving, you know, who knows 200 to like 500 calories that they don't want to drink down. And if they want to treat themselves to a burger, but don't want the extra calories from, um, you know, a regular soda, then. Let them live their life. Like, leave people alone. Stop judging their food choices. You know, another example of that? What?
0: Um, when you're pregnant, you're supposed to limit your caffeine, but it's not, they did, there's nothing that says you have to completely cut it out. It, I've talked to, I've spoken with my doctor about this. I've done my research, I've read up about it. Yes, you're not supposed to just like have like a venti, like with extra shots or anything. But it is completely safe to have a cup of coffee. However, I have seen so many people be super judgy um, if a pregnant woman comes in and orders a coffee. Wow. Um, and I have actually, I actually personally know someone and I they posted about it too like a few years ago that a pregnant woman came in and ordered a coffee, and so they gave her decaf. Oh,
1: yeah. Wow.
0: And that same thing, that's not their choice, has nothing to do with them, um, and one coffee is not going to hurt a baby. Yeah. Um, caffeine is a stimulant, and yes, it can be an issue if you're having too much of it because it can elevate the baby's heart rate. However, like an eight ounce cup of coffee is not, that's not unsafe. um, Besides the fact, what if she was ordering it for someone else? Like literally
1: nobody knows. Right. So people need to just mind their own business. But when it comes to food choices, don't talk about what people choose. That is their business, not yours. Unless you are their dietitian or their doctor, leave them alone and mind your own business. But they can listen to the body, body, uh, positivity confidence episode we did i can't remember what it was called (laughs) yes we definitely (laughs) talked about that a lot but um intermittent fasting is something that i do quite often because when i wake up in the morning i don't feel like eating a big old breakfast right first thing usually um i drink my water Mm -hmm. i have some coffee and then i start eating food usually a little later in the day which is i'm not even saying that oh i'm an intermittent faster I just like to do that some days, not every day. But basically what that is doing is it is cutting the window of time that you are eating food to be smaller so that you can eat basically more food at those meals um, and still be eating in, you know, your caloric deficit or your, um, your just maintenance calories. Ah,
2: so I should (laughs) sleep in until 10 o'clock so I don't eat until then.
1: Yes, that's why like sleeping good. until ten o'clock. Amy. Okay. That's what I'm getting. From but those, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you are waking someone who wakes up at five a.m. and then goes and works out, um, you probably should think about eating something or eating immediately after because your body needs, you know, fuel to um, do all of that activity on. Or if you're going to be going straight to work early in the morning, you need to be thinking. You probably need some energy to be able to do your job properly. Mm -hmm. So this is just something, if your schedule allows for it and you're not someone who really loves to eat breakfast anyway, then I would say go for it, try it. Um, Usually it's also like you stop eating at a certain amount, at a certain time in the evening. So once again, if that works for you and that that's something that you already are doing, then cool, great. But it shouldn't be you know, the end all be all. And that's the problem that I have Mm -hmm. with intermittent fasting and people who are obsessed with it because they make it seem like you have to be super, super strict and there's only one way to do it. So that's something I think that's important. That
0: sounds like a big takeaway from what I'm hearing you say is that there's no really hard and fast rules. That if you happen to break it once, you're completely screwed up and um you have to eat like oh, the rest yeah. of the day. Like it sounds like do what works yeah, for and you he- and try to be consistent, but with balance. Like dessert's exactly. Okay. And if
1: if you Plantation, talk to any dietitian, yeah. almost always they're gonna say, you know, restrictive diets don't work. Cutting out food groups is not a good thing unless you have an allergy or something. You shouldn't be cutting out, you know, big food right. groups um so a lot of people you know they might start something and they're like why the heck am i not losing weight i'm doing everything that i should be and when i was personal training in person this was the biggest thing they're like i'm coming on my workouts you know i'm doing the things that i think i'm supposed to do i don't understand why i'm not seeing changes Well, there are tons of reasons why you might you know your scale might not be reflecting what's happening also this is the most common thing that would happen when I would actually sit down with these people and say, okay, well let's look at what you ate this week. So this is called the work week dieter. So this is somebody who Monday mm. through Friday or Monday through Thursday, they're eating in this, you know, deficit of maybe like 400 calories. Um, so they're eating under their maintenance calories. And um, because of that, they're like, okay, I'm eating so well, you know, Monday through Thursday, but then Friday, You know they do okay and then that night they go out and they have a whole bunch of drinks and they have beer battered fries and they have you know all this fast food and all this um high calorie food and then they continue that maybe saturday and sunday well thing is if you're eating in too much of a surplus on the weekend it's going to overrule those days that you ate in a deficit so it's going to either it's going to either balance things out to be a maintenance or it's going to actually put you into a surplus because people don't realize how many calories can be inside of some, you know, some of these like foods that you eat out at a restaurant because restaurants are concerned with how healthy things are most of the time. They're concerned with things tasting really, really good and being extremely, you know, greasy, fatty. A lot of the times there's extra butter when there doesn't need to be and so much sodium and (laughs) Um, there's nothing wrong with that once in a while, but if you're doing that every single weekend, and by the way, alcohol, calories add up really, really fast, that's where you are probably going wrong. So really, if you are, you know, if you have these really big goals that you are super set on, really take a look at your weekends because I can almost guarantee that's probably where you're kind of falling off, so... Mm-hmm. So do you have a recommendation for what
2: alcohol is the most local? Um, <laughs> Amy, Amy's asking for um, a friend here. I would have to
1: ask him for the dinner. I mean, like, beer, I know, Nicola Ultras, because that's what I drink when we go out. So for the listener that <laughs> doesn't enjoy beer. There, sure there are, there. like, some mixed drinks. Like, I know, um, like, if you're going to have a mixed drink... Um, have like club soda and liquor rather than like seven up or a sugary drink because, it's like yeah, because the sugary yeah. drinks are what are also adding to the calories. Mm. <laughs> so, you're saying just take some straight fats and chase them with some <laughs> well, Coke zero? I don't know about that. Please don't yeah. take this advice. <laughs> there actually is a calculation for breaking down how many calories are in uh, alcohol because so. I don't know if this is getting too in-depth, but carbs and protein have four calories per gram, and fat has nine calories per gram. Alcohol has seven calories per gram. Usually, there isn't a Nutrition Facts label on alcohol because you have to calculate that yourself, and I can put that in the show notes hey like think about people are drinking a lot right now during quarantine (laughs) well and okay during quarantine i definitely don't think people should be i've seen this thing going around the quarantine 15 like oh we're gonna put on this much weight during quarantine please don't worry about that there's a pandemic going around you shouldn't be worried about gaining a little bit of extra weight we are at home and possibly eating foods that we wouldn't normally because we don't have access to you know maybe the fruits and vegetables and things like that that we normally have
0: well, also, I mean, I think food can be kind of a form of comfort to some people, and if you're feeling
2: anxious, like that might totally, be yeah. And, right so now. please don't worry about that right now. And it's probably it's probably better that you you know eat some cookies than you do the straight shots <laughs> with Coke Zero. So focus on that.
0: I was seeing a image floating. I don't r- know where it originated, but it was kind of just saying, you know, if we come out of this a few pounds heavier than we were before we're some of the lucky ones. So exactly. um, Yeah. Like it's definitely not something
1: to worry about. This is just, you know, a lot of information kind of in a little bit of time. So, um, don't feel like we're telling you to go on a diet, please. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if that is something, if you're trying to lose a little bit of weight, maybe for your health, these are some ways, you know, that you possibly can accomplish that. So, um, or even just feeling better and, um, having more energy and things like that. Something else that's really important when it comes to nutrition that people don't think about is your sleep. Um, It is really important with um, Mm -hmm. weight loss. People a lot of the time who are struggling with it, um, that struggle with their weight a lot of the times don't get enough sleep or their sleep quality is not good. Um, It can have a lot to do with your hormones. So there's this hormone hormone called ghrelin um, and that tells you when to eat and leptin is a hormone that tells you when to stop eating. So, when you are sleep deprived, your ghrelin is a lot higher, and it makes you hungry, and when your leptin is low, um, it makes you unsatisfied even after eating possibly a nutritious meal. So, um, that can make your um, your Mm. calorie intake a lot higher and make it a lot harder to be losing weight, and also, like sleeping, it just makes you tired, and the fatigue um, is going to make you not want to exercise the next day, and it's not going to make you want to move around, so that's going to make you just not be expending calories and that's also going to cause your weight loss to kind of stall. So if you want to be refreshed and energized and productive, then sleep is going to be um, really important and it's also going to be kind of key in weight loss. So, Any tips for having I the- need all the tips sleep? because I just don't have, <laughs> I don't sleep very well. <laughs> um, but when I do get the best sleep, it's because Um, limiting caffeine is huge for me. I have to stop drinking it pretty early in the day or else it will keep me awake. Um, I'm very sensitive to caffeine. Um, also trying to keep a regular sleep schedule. So like going to bed at the same time and then waking up at the same time is going to help regulate, you know, the circadian rhythm and make you feel rested. Limiting screen time is huge and um, it kind of helps with your body's internal clock. That's something I struggle with. I'm on my phone way too late in the day, but something that you can do is change your phone settings to, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like night mode. It makes it so that your screen turns to more of like a yellow light rather than the blue light, um, which helps you, you know, get ready for bed. It helps that it's automatic as well because it, a lot of times I wouldn't necessarily think about
0: it. And so the fact that it just automatically does it. Oh yeah, um, totally is helpful.
2: You know what I have found is really, really yeah. nice to get good you sleep. I like to watch a really, really scary movie and then imagine that the clothes in the corner are actually the character from the movie. And okay. I'm just kidding, this is how I don't sleep well. Jade and I watched a slasher movie the other night and I did not sleep well. Why would you watch that in the first place? It was like a funny slasher movie, uh, you know, okay. like the scream movies, but then there were a couple scenes that were just a little too real.
1: <laughs> That's why I, I don't, don't watch scary, scary movies. movies, Amy.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Maybe don't watch scary movies. if you're And little to chickens be your like me, room Maddie. really
1: cold and, well, not cold, but cooler and dark, it's going to help you sleep better.
2: Heck yeah. We have the window cracked in Alaska. I have a please. question.
0: Um, Madeline, what are your thoughts on different supplements? Or, like, multivitamin? Like, what kind of supplements do you feel like are actually worth um, So, to, a multivitamin is be?
1: good. Supplement. Th- okay, here's the thing about supplements. <laughs> Doing something um, right. The word supplement means, like, in addition to what you normally do. So, you're supplementing it. So, when you think mm-hmm. of supplements, think about them in that way. So, eat your regular food and then supplement with, you know, maybe like a protein powder. Um, but don't drinking protein powder as your main protein source, you know. Um, eat whole foods and then say you're on the right. go and you need something quick. That's when a protein shake or a protein bar is great. Same with like, you do not need a pre-workout. It's something that is great if you have extra money to spend and you need the extra energy, but it's definitely not necessary. You can drink coffee or, you know, just get yourself going on your own. Listen to the High School Musical soundtrack. That's pumped, Amy's you know. There you go. Right there.
2: <laughs> really not, but they okay, get your head yeah. in the um, in
1: my head. Fish <laughs> oil is good if you have a high quality one. If you are burping up fish taste, that's not a good supplement. Probiotic is good and if you're going to take probiotic, you probably are going to want to take a prebiotic because the prebiotic is basically what feeds the probiotic if that makes sense. Um so having both is important, mm-hmm. making sure that you have an actual good one. Uh, but yes. also you can get probiotics from like yogurt and um, kimchi, kefir, I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> but um I did not so pronounce yeah. that correctly? What did you call me?
2: <laughs>
1: uh anyways. So yeah, sauerkraut. sauerkraut. So keep that in mind. You can almost always get whatever it is like people forget that, you know, you can get most of the nutrients you need from your food and then supplements are what you can't get for some reason from food. So um don't be going too crazy with the supplements. It's a lot of the time not even necessary. Um, And people spend a lot of money sometimes on supplements that aren't needed. So if you struggle in the grocery store, knowing what to buy and where to go, something they taught us in nutrition way, way back when I was in school is that you should shop the perimeter of the grocery store, you know, the fruits and vegetables, the meat section, the dairy section, um, bakery, and then kind of...
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean bread is not a bad thing.
1: People demonize (laughs) carbs, but there's nothing wrong with carbs. Have you ever watched a baby eat bread? Like (laughs) it goes right to their soul. They love it. Also, something I want to mention is there are these words, these buzzwords that companies love to throw on any package Uh that they can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, natural. the words like (laughs) yep, gluten-free, which is good if you're allergic to gluten, but if you're not allergic, to exactly. And um, words like fresh, healthy. Um, those don't necessarily mean that you're getting something that actually is what you consider to be natural, fresh, or healthy. So you really need to actually look at the labels, learn how to read a nutrition facts label, because that is really important. It's going to tell you what's in that product. I think we should all learn how to read a nutrition facts label in like high school probably would be a good time to do it. Right. Um, because it's going to show you a lot. And I think a lot of the time, all that people look at is the calories, but there's a lot more information on there. There's fat carbs, protein, fiber, sugar, vitamin content, you know, all that kind of stuff. What the serving size is, is important. Some people think, Mm -hmm. oh, this is the amount of calories per box. A lot of the time, no, there's like eight uh, servings per box. You need to look at the amount per serving. So um, learning how to read a label is important. So (laughs) I remember learning in school that there sometimes will be an organic field right next to a regular field and the chemicals from the regular field Uh, with the wind blow right into the organic field. So sometimes keep in mind, um, about things like that. Fruits and vegetables have their natural covering, like an orange. Think about how dense that peel is compared to an apple where you eat the peel. So if you're going to do organic, buy the organic apple rather than the oranges or pineapple, which has a really thick seal. So things like that, um, you can take in mind to kind of save a little money there. What I want you to all take away also is that if you are trying to lose weight, the main thing you need to take into consideration is your caloric deficit. A lot of people will say, well, I'm doing Mm -hmm. that and nothing's happening. Well, okay, are you a workweek dieter? Are you not actually taking into account how much you're eating? Because the only way to really know is if you're tracking all your food. Calories in versus calories out is the thing to remember when it comes to weight loss which i'm not trying to talk about weight loss this whole time but that's honestly the main thing that people ask me about or come to me for so that's kind of what i Mm -hmm. talk about most often um intuitive and mindful eating is something that i think is important to talk about when you are sitting in front of a tv and you are just shoveling food in your mouth because you're not paying attention um you're probably going to eat a lot more than if you're sitting at a table enjoying your food talking to someone um, taking the time to actually like, I don't know, I think of eating a meal as a very like, sometimes it can be a very social and have a lot of meaning. And I know that sounds silly, but it does. Though so. food,
0: food um, can provide comfort, it can be a routine, it can provide stability. I think it's like, all these things have been crazy. But Oh, I have this same breakfast I have every morning that I can look forward to the next day.
1: Food is everywhere and it has so much to do with who we are and, you know, your culture, your heritage, and um, it brings people together. It's a beautiful thing that I don't want anyone to ruin by restricting and um, feeling like there's good and bad foods. That's something that also really bothers me is when people label something as bad because I will never say this is bad and you can't have it. There is mm. nothing that I will tell you that for unless it's like I don't know, drugs or <laughs> yeah, deep fried butter. But um oh, cocaine. Wait, what did she so say? Cocaine. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is not food, so <laughs> cocaine. Um but yeah, so so like don't ever say this is bad and I, you know, especially if you love something don't say it's bad, I can't have it. Again, if you are someone who struggles with that, go back and listen to our Um, body confidence episode because we do go into that more in depth but um there's nothing good and bad Um, what i would rather say is something being more nutrient dense and less nutrient dense and keeping in mind you know i'm gonna eat try and eat more of the whole foods that are nutrient dense because that's good for my body and it's gonna make me feel the best and then also having those that 20 of fun foods because i enjoy it and it's fun and it makes me happy so having just a good balance. And I know that people make fun of that word because it's something we're all striving for, but maybe not doing very well. So, um, don't be too hard on yourself, you know, take the time to really enjoy your meal. Try not to be rushed. And especially like I notice when I'm in a hurry, I stand and eat, which is probably like the worst thing ever. Like sit down, take your time, mm. focus on how it tastes and smells and enjoy it. Uh, really think about, you know, preparing things ahead of time. So you can take a moment to enjoy your meal um try not to be on your phone while you're eating and i'm terrible about that i know i need to work on it that's something Erin and i have stopped like made an
0: effort um we've stopped doing is making sure that like when we have dinner we actually sit down with josie and we like phones are put away and we talk
1: um and then it's like instead of just like watching tv if you're watching tv and on your phone and super super distracted you probably aren't listening to your body satiety cues telling you i'm full stop eating you're probably just gonna keep on going one thing that helps me
2: is making sure that the portion i put on my plate to begin with isn't this like massive like oh my eyes are bigger than my stomach like i start with something small and i can always go back for seconds if i'm still hungry but i try not to put those like big like you know your grandma serving your food portions or like anything like that <laughs> What are some foods that you've been
0: having lately or that you find, like, that you just have really good memories associated with or that are just, like, extra comforting to you,
2: both of you? Pasta. Yeah. I –
0: so, mom does the same thing. I have the same thing for breakfast every morning, and I look forward to it. It's not even, like, anything fancy. I have a bowl of oatmeal with, like, turkey sausage and my coffee, and I – Love it. I think it's because it's the same every day, and it's something that's like, it's easy. I don't have to think about it. Like, there's no like this. It's familiar. It's part of my routine, and I look forward to it every morning. um And if I had the same thing for lunch or the same thing for dinner every day, I think I'd, I'd hate it and I go crazy. But for some reason, I love having that same breakfast every morning. Like, it's just a good way to start my morning.
2: Same I think, Katie. I don't mind repeating my breakfast almost every single day. It's like
1: I look forward to it, yeah. And I could never do that with lunch or dinner either. Weird. If you have anything to add or any questions, um, feel free to DM us on Instagram at She's My Sister Podcast. Um, and if you'd like more episodes like this, let us know. We always want to know your input. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. And thanks for listening to the She's My Sister Podcast. We'll see Thank you next you. time. Bye. Bye.